0: I am your host, Melissa Lacks. Uh, thank you to all my 280 Instagram followers for being here. Um, for you know, I could be your friend, your sister, your cousin, your daughter. I can even be a stranger to you if I am a stranger and you happen to stumble on this podcast. Welcome. Uh, this is going to be a fun journey for all of us. We are here, we're going to discuss reality TV. We're going to discuss pop culture. We're going to discuss the ridiculousness of life. We're going to discuss older millennial struggles. I don't want to call them millennial struggles because my husband would you know, be very mad at me. Um, so we're going to call them older millennial struggles, 30 plus. Um, and we're going to have fun. No political talk unless it's funny and somewhat interesting. I'm not interested in the political bullshit. It's this po- This podcast is going to be light, airy, and fun. Um, And we are live from Park Slope, Brooklyn. Um, Yes, I am in Brooklyn. A lot of you who are listening to this who know me are like, she went to Brooklyn? Holy shit. Yes, yes, ladies and gentlemen. I went to Brooklyn. I left the five mile radius of my apartment and I traveled. Took two trains and I am here in Brooklyn. Um, And let me tell you something. I'm gonna talk a little bit. We're gonna dive right into this. I'm gonna talk about my excursion. Down here today, I took the PATH train. The PATH train is something I take every day going from New Jersey into Manhattan for work. The PATH train quite possibly is the most beautiful train in the country. Uh, It is clean. Uh, The people on it are beautiful, both men and women. (laughs) There is space. You know, there are TVs uh, where they give you the news. Uh, Everything about it is fantastic. It is on time. Even when it's delayed, there are constant signs and alerts around you that it will be delayed, and it's, it's absolutely right in terms of when it will arrive. It is quite possibly one of the best trains I've ever been on in my life. Now, compare that to the um, New York subway. I have not taken the New York subway in about six, seven months since I moved. I would say I haven't taken it since August, September. I don't know how long that is, but taking the path and then taking the New York subway is literally like night and fucking day, okay? I went from a really glamorous path train ride that only took about 15, 20 minutes, where I sat in my seat, you know, everyone smelled nice, the floor was clean, I was looking at the TV while listening to my headphones, it was great. And then I got on the fucking F train. (laughs) And the F train, first, I'm going to tell you my experience on the F train. I got in the F train, sat down, and I was staring at somebody who i believe was having a um, drug overdose in the middle of the train Um, so that was fun to watch him convulsing and shivering and talking to himself that was great along with um eyeing the floor which i believe was um uh had you know food remnants maybe some vomit uh maybe some you know dirt i don't know it was it was ridiculous Then I was sitting there and one of the stops came and this family came on, on the train, um, obviously tourists. And my whole stance is that I think tourists should be banned from public transportation. I think tourists need to, um, when they come to New York, they need to use Ubers and Lyfts only because them on public transportation is probably the most annoying, crazy fucking thing ever. So they sat next to me and obviously they were looking at folded up maps because this is what tourists do. And they turned to me and said, "'Hi, can you um, please help us? "'We're trying to get to here, um, someplace in Brooklyn.'" I I didn't even know what it was. And we don't know how to get there. And I, I actually, I was so annoyed with them bringing two big giant folded maps that they opened up and taking up a lot of space. So I looked at them, I said, "'Do you have Google Maps?' And they literally—I'm not kidding. I swear to God—literally looked at me and said, "What is Google Maps?" And I—I almost—I almost got up and and moved seats. I actually was about to. I really wanted to do that. But then I looked at them. I said, "It's—it's it's the map feature on your phone." And I actually had to show this individual where Google Maps was. And they never seen it before. Never knew about it. They and they had a, a decent iPhone, but they had never. They had never known that Google Maps existed, which I actually find hard to believe, but it really seemed like the, this family and this person did not know what Google Maps was. That was another thing that happened on the train. Um, so besides that, the dirtiness, the the guy who was having a drug overdose, um, and then, you know, even the voice on the New York subway, the guy that says, stand clear of the closing door it's like not not nice, not pleasant. It's it's terrible. I just don't know how I survived living in New York. I lived in New York for 10 plus years um, before moving to New Jersey. I don't know how I survived it. I don't know how I fucking did it. The New York subway system is disgusting. It's disgusting. It's disgusting. It's disgusting and that with actually being in New York, living in New York, and I'm not, not the outskirts of New York. I'm talking about Manhattan. Being in Manhattan, um, having a life there, I actually think is – is uh, I, honestly, I actually think it's repulsing. And, and I'm not to say I regret my years in New York City because I loved living there between the ages of 21 and 24. I think after 24, I started taking a – downward turn in terms of how much i liked it in new york you can get a lot of people say living in new york is so glamorous and so great there's so much to do let me tell you something you can get through all of those things in about a year year and a half you can see all the museums You can go to all the restaurants. You could go to all of the historical attractions, like the fucking Rockefeller Center ice skating rink, you know, the World Trade Center, all that shit. You can do that all within a year and a half. Once that's over, it's literally... Like you just want to punch yourself in the face and gouge forks in your eyes. And I'm not trying to sound um, crazy, but that's how it is. I had a great time when I in New York when I was from the ages of 21 to 24. And then once I met my husband, once I got some good group of friends, once I got a good job... You know, it started getting, it started getting really boring and annoying. And I would walk outside of my house, and there would be people constantly there. Everyone needs to fucking go to therapy. Everyone needs to, you know, take Xanax. Um, everybody needs to just calm down, and everyone needs to just relax in Manhattan. That's what I like to say. Um, yeah, and once you've done all the things that you need to do it's not it's not really fun it's not fun and you wind up being like i (laughs) was and you stay in the confines of your apartment and the five mile radius around your apartment which can start to get really boring so in conclusion this is why uh we moved and we woke up one day uh i would say we were about 29 or 30 years old and we woke up one day and we said why the fuck are we still here why are we still here? Everybody left, all our friends left, they all got the hit, they all moved um, and we were still there paying a shitload of money, going to the same food place every single day, you know, going to the same dry cleaners and the same nail salon all next door to our apartment and we're like, we can't do this anymore, we can't do this anymore So we decided to move to Hoboken, New Jersey. And let me tell you something. As I said when I started this, it was probably the best move we've ever made in our entire lives. like I said the air is cleaner the food tastes better you know the people are nicer i actually don't like many people and when i walk out of my apartment now and i see these people all i want to do is just give them a hug because it was probably the best move we have ever made and I love New Jersey and I've never thought I would ever say I love New Jersey. I grew up in Philadelphia. Obviously, I lived in New York before this. You know, I always was very familiar with New Jersey. I used to go to um, Atlantic City and the surrounding areas of Atlantic City over summers. Um, so I was always familiar with New Jersey, but I never liked it or knew I would like it this much that I do now. Obviously, the. Um, um, not role models, but the people that uh, represent New Jersey, they don't give it really a good name. It kind of gets a bad rap. People like you know Teresa from the Real Houses in New Jersey or Mike the situation. they don't really show Jersey in a good light. But I,, um, I think I, this is my new PSA and my campaign to be the new Miss New Jersey i love it i love it i love it i think it's probably one of the best places in the country and i don't ever want to leave i don't know if my husband feels that way Uh, i think he's starting to feel that way but i love it there and here's my uh campaign to be the next miss new jersey because i think it is fabulous out there vote for me okay great so now we're going to get into some crazy news that's going on right now one being this college scandal that's happening um let me just say if you are somebody that i work with that's listening to this and i know you guys are you know that then when this thing came out i basically did not work that whole day because i was so into this i thought this story was Crazy amazing and I loved every second of it. I am a huge celebrity scandal fan. I think they are the best kind of news stories and they literally are orgasmic for me. I love it. And this one, you know, took the took the grand prize. that whole day when this came out, I literally, every 10 minutes, would yell out a new uh, part of the story to my colleagues. And they were cracking up and thought it was funny. Every 10 minutes, I would say, oh, my god, they dropped her from Hallmark. Oh, my god, her husband got arrested. Oh, my god, the daughter lost, a, lost this sponsorship. It was, it was unreal. It was probably one of the best days of my life, second to my wedding. <laughs> Just kidding, but maybe I'm not kidding. Um, This story is crazy, and I think that um, the craziest person involved in this story, I think, is Aunt Becky, and she was the most pure... tv character that you know everybody my age and up grew up with and you know she seemed like the most perfect person in the world but the fact that she's ridiculousness is what she's doing now i actually think she has some serious uh issues mental issues going on um i don't know if you guys recently saw um this week when she went to court and she arrived in boston massachusetts to go to her hearing um Apparently, when she got off the plane and when she got to the courthouse, she was smiling, she was waving, and she was signing autographs. Um, And if you Google it and you see pictures of her doing this, it looks like uh, she has no care in the world and she has no idea that she's going to jail and she has no idea that she did anything wrong. Also, they pointed out that when she went into the court she actually went up to the prosecutors with a big smile on her face and was shaking hands with them which i didn't even know this was something you could do (laughs) um but apparently you can do that she has no idea i i am convinced she has no idea that she did anything wrong and this is somebody that i think she grew up this way and i think she's lived this lifestyle this luxury lifestyle where she could do no wrong. You know, she has all the money. Her and her husband and her family have all the money in the world. You know, she went through her whole life being super famous, ultra rich, ultra wealthy. And I think she thinks she's, you know, she can't be touched, which I think she's gonna get a really big root awakening because I think she is gonna to be touched. And I think somebody not somebody, the prosecutors are going to get her. And I think she is going to go to jail and they are going to make a point to everyone saying, even if you're like this, you don't get a pass. But I think she does not think this because I think she thinks that nothing uh, can go wrong with her. And I think somebody like that has some loose screws and I think she has some issues. Um, I actually saw Lori Laughlin once. I when I was in LA, uh, I go to LA a lot. I do have family out there. Um, and I actually saw her once in a shopping mall and she looked she looked great. Um, but she was smiling she other people noticed her too and she was doing the same thing she was waving she was you know uh, extra smiley she saw i saw her sign somebody's autograph and she looked like she you know she was the queen she was the president um and like i said i think people like that are, are, are you know have some serious issues going on and really need to take a hard look inward to know that this perfect persona is gonna bite you in the ass. That's what I think. And um, I think her daughters are no (laughs) better. Um, I actually watched one of her daughter's videos I didn't even know her daughter was a YouTube star or her, who her daughter was until this all happened. And I started watching one of her daughter's videos and I had to stop uh, 30 seconds in because I thought I was losing brain cells while watching this girl. Um, I think she has the same situation going on. I feel like she's grown up in this luxury, uh, luxury family, this luxury, rich, affluent world. And I feel like she, you know, she thinks that n- nobody is going to talk badly about her. You know, nobody's going to think badly about her. She's, you know, perfect and amazing and can do whatever she wants. But she also sounds like an idiot. And I could not listen to her at all going forward because I literally thought I was I was getting dumber by the seconds that I was listening to her. Um, so I don't know where I'm going with this. But Moral of the story is I think Aunt Becky is a secret psychopath, and I think there's a lot of shit that's going to go down with this, and I'm happy about it. I think she deserves it. I think people that are doing this, also Felicity Huffman, although Felicity Huffman I think is handling this a little bit more normally, um... Her, you know, she walked into that courthouse looking very subdued. Uh, she, I think, knows more of what's going on. <laughs> um, no one's really seen her daughters. Um, I think she's hiding them out. And I think she's uh, doing a better job at this than Lori. And I think she is going to get not necessarily rewarded, but I think she still deserves what she um She still deserves to be locked up as well, but I think the fact that she's acting like this is going to work within her favor. Let me just say that. Um, So, yes, that is my thoughts on this, but if you haven't looked at the pictures from her going into the courthouse this past week, please Google it. It's actually kind of funny, uh, but kind of sad at the same time. Uh, She looked great. She always looks great, but I think... She is maybe going crazy. Maybe she's already crazy. I personally think she's a psychopath, a uh, secret psychopath. Um, but check them out. Um, and yeah. Okay. Now, so on this week's uh, segment of Not All Heroes Wear Capes, we are going to talk about. Um, this glorious individual that I found on the internet. And I'm going to read this to you. Woman 104, arrested at care home by police to fulfill bucket list wish. So basically, Anne Broken Bra, that's her name, who has never fallen foul of the law cheekily grinned as officers detained her inside a care home and bundled her in a waiting police car. She had revealed her desire to be arrested as part of her bucket list where residents were, writ- were asked to write down what they wanted to do the most before they die. She wrote, my wish is to be arrested. I am 104 and I have never been on the wrong side of the law. Now, I like this. I think this is very interesting. I think that <laughs> the world right now is a little too sensitive and a little too perfect and thinks everything needs to be everything and everyone needs to be coddled. And I think this shows us that people need to you know, be on that other side of the law to learn, to experience life, and to grow. I think Anne Brokaw is genius in wanting to do this. I've actually had a weird um, fucked up dream that I've wanted to be arrested for one time in my life. I've never been arrested. I've, I've also never been on the wrong side of the law, but I think it would be very interesting to experience. Um, and if I with Anne? I would probably do the same thing because you need to ha- things need to happen to you, such as getting arrested, arrested, such as getting in trouble at work, such as maybe getting in an accident where it's your fault to really grow and really learn and really experience, or even the little shit like. If you're playing a soccer game and you don't get that first place trophy or if you don't get a trophy at all. I know these days I've heard um, from some of my uh, kids and people I know or some of my kids, some of my friends who have kids or people I know who have kids who play sports, all all of them are getting trophies these days. I don't fucking get that. Um, Why you have to get a trophy uh, when you either don't win the game or you suck at the sport? Why are you still getting a fucking trophy? Um, Kids need to learn that this is not the way life is. This was not the way life was when I was little. Um, I don't know what happened. I don't know why... um, everyone is now being coddled, and everyone is now really too sensitive, and nobody really, you know, nobody really wants to hear the real shit. Um, Going off of that, I was just having this conversation with somebody about, you know, certain TV shows that were on when I was younger, even when I was in, like, high school or college that could not and would not fly today. One of them being The Office. Actually, don't think I heard this from somebody. I think I actually read this from a quote from Steve Carell, who said, "You know, if The Office um, was made today, it would never, you know, be aired or make it on TV because you know people would get would throw a a conniption fit uh, for some of those jokes that they made when they were they were funny. I think that show was brilliant. Um, My husband can attest to this. I one time. Uh, binge the entire uh, show every single season for two weeks straight because I was I you know I was missed it and I loved it and the humor on that show was brilliant um but Steve Carell is right this show would not fly today I think there's some others um that are in that same boat and it's sad I think it's really really sad I think kids these days are uh pussies, to be honest with you. I think um, even some of the parents these days are, are pussies also. And I think this world needs to buckle up and, you know, really get their shit together. And I think going back to Anne Brokaw, Broca, Broca? I don't remember what her last name was. Going back to Anne's point, people need to experience some serious shit um and not really be affected um and uh think everything oh it's 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 too hurtful and too sensitive and you can't say that oh shut up you know buckle up um grow some balls you know and just you know live life that's all I gotta say um so thank you Anne she is our not all heroes wear capes uh for the week (laughs) Okay, so we are um, wrapping it up, and we cannot wrap up the podcast or a lax Awareness podcast without dabbling in some reality TV, i.e. Bravo. Uh, as you all know, I am probably the biggest Bravo fan all of you know out there. Um, I am obsessed with it. I love it. I live, eat, and breathe it. Um my dream besides getting arrested which i just said my dream is to be on watch what happens live one day either an audience member or a bartender um i think that's a great dream to have um and i know one day that that will happen for me um i do have a friend who i know is listening to this who just was an audience member of watch what happens live um and she she actually brought me back a signed uh book from Andy Cohen, and she handed it to me when I saw her brunch, and I almost fell off my chair. It was probably uh, the greatest feeling I've ever had. Um, so I I have a connection. She went uh I back on there. You got to get me on there in some way. Um, so let's make that happen. But going back to Bravo, we got to talk about um this week's shows and the shows overall um Vanderpump Rules I think they're having a lackluster season I love it I've always loved it but I think this season is is not great I think it's shit um Stassi is my idol uh I think she can do no wrong I think she is wonderful she is the LC the Lauren Conrad we always wanted but never got (laughs) um she's great but I think she is uh outgrowing the show a little bit I think she has her new boyfriend I think she's finally happy you know her jokes are still amazing quick-witted she's wonderful but I think she's outgrowing it a little bit I also think Ariana is outgrowing it a little bit I think they maybe the two of them are a little bit sick of it um which is fine I think that's fine um I think that I do not want to see Jackson Brittany get married on this show. I do not want to see Brittany get pregnant on this show. I think I think we just need. I think we just need some new life in this show and a lot of you who have talked about this with disagree with me but I think it's time to breathe a little bit of new life in this show new cast members new individuals um new 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 things new things have to come come up with this show um I think here's what I think I think Tom and Tom need to spin off into their own show about Tom Tom. I think they have to take their wives with them. I think Sheena should start her own the own spin off with that Vegas bar that they just opened. I think she could be a great um, cast member on that spin off. And I think the rest of them need to go. And I think we need to bring in new cast members. I think as much as I hate. Um, the secondary cast, like Billy and Raquel and all those people, I think they would be great TV. That's my, that's my plan. That's my uh, vision. Bravo, please hire me for Band of Pump Rules. I think I have some really good ideas. (laughs) Um, Let's talk about New York. I also think New York needs to, um, you know, uh, I don't know what to say. I think New York needs to kind of get it going a little bit. I know it just started, and I know uh, when when Housewives seasons just start, sometimes, you know, they're a little bit slow in the beginning, and then they ramp up in the middle in the end. Um, New York needs to ramp it up. It is still the best uh, show on television, and I think a lot of people can agree with me on that. I think the ladies are brilliant. I think they can do no wrong. I think people like Meryl Meryl Streep and Julia Roberts could never do what... Dorinda Medley does or Ramona Singer does. I think it's the best show on TV, but I think they need to uh, get it going. Get it going. Um, The fight between Dorinda and Luann is starting to get a little old um it started last season. we get it already. You know, they can't stand each other. She heckled the Giovanni thing. Okay, great. Let's move on. We gotta get some new fresh fights in here. We gotta get some new fresh dialogue. Let's move it along. Um, Ramona is still my favorite character of all time. Yes, yeah, she's a monster, but I will always be on Ramona's side. I love her. I will never stop loving her. I think she's brilliant. I do have an interesting connection with Ramona. Um, if you are listening to this, which I think you might be, um, I want you on this podcast because I think you'd be really good on this podcast. But yes, I... <laughs> that, was, that was really weird. But I have a connection to her and the person that I have a connection with her with, um, we're going to get her on this podcast and we're going to talk about it. But uh, yeah. Ramona's fabulous. If I ever meet her one day, um, my dreams will also come true. Um, but the biggest story, story, biggest show that I want to talk about right now that is going on is Beverly Hills, The Real Houses of Beverly Hills. Um, I, so here's my thoughts on Beverly Hills. Um, there's, uh, a fight going on right now that just happened this past week between kyle and lisa which if everybody that's listening to this that watches bravo you know what i'm talking about you watched it you saw it you witnessed it um it was it was groundbreaking it was thrilling it was amazing to watch i am team kyle 150 percent i am team Even though Dorit kind of annoys me a little bit and I think uh, she didn't really know what the fuck she was doing with that dog anyway, I am still team her and team Teddy and team Rinna and team the other side of Lisa Vanderpump. I think Lisa Vanderpump um, is on the same wavelength as Lori Loughlin and Becky. I think she has a little bit of... um, some screws loose up there. I think she's a genius in terms of starting restaurants and starting businesses and um, being a TV producer. All of those ventures, I think she's genius. I think she does a really good job. She's on the Kris Jenner level in that sense. But in terms of uh, keeping friendships and keeping connections and interacting with people, I think she is disastrous in that way. And I think it's now just biting her in the ass, and I am. thrilled that it's biting her in the ass. I think she has manipulated all of us for the past 10 years or however long the show has been on. Um, And I think no one's really noticed it or people laughed it off, you know, in the Brandy Glanville years. I think we're all like, oh, you know, Brandy's crazy. It's just Lisa. No, I think Lisa is actually the crazy one. And I think that we're all finally seeing it and it's all coming uh to the forefront and i am so fucking happy it is because i think lisa is 150 years old and i think she needs to finally get off this show and i think she's been horrible and annoying and manipulative and ridiculous for all of these years. I think she doesn't know, like I said, I think she doesn't know how to keep a friendship. I think she, all she knows or being on the show is manipulating people and testing people and, you know, making people look bad. So she looks good. She never admits to anything. And I think now she's realizing, you know, maybe she's, she's fucked up. Maybe it's not working anymore. And I am so glad this is finally coming out. Um, I'm so glad these girls are the ones to finally get it out of her. And the rumor is that she stops filming midway through, which is fucking fantastic. Yes, the drama may not be as good if she leaves, but I think that when she leaves, I think the show will be better, fresher um, more, more, more con. I don't know. I think it's just going to be much better that she gets off this fucking show. Um, and you know, she, look at her for the past 10 years. She had no, she has no friends. All she does is hang out with Ken all day. If you look at people like Kyle or people like Rina, they have other friends that come on you, you see, and you see their life beyond the show. um, you know, people like Faye and people, um, all of other Kyle's friends that you've seen throughout the years, she has a whole other life outside of this. I don't think Lisa has a whole other life outside of this. And that's sad, and that's sad. And I think she doesn't really realize it, but I think now she will realize it. So the moral of this story is Lisa Vanderpump is shit, and I think she needs to leave and I think it's going to happen and it's gonna be a great day in Bravo history. Love, Melissa. (laughs) So on that note, thank you guys for coming. This is my first episode. Um, I hope you guys like it. Um, You guys can download the episodes. Um, We're working on getting them downloaded on iTunes, um, putting them on iTunes, and we're going to try to put them on Spotify as well. Um, It's going to be a lot of fun, great journey. Uh, We are going to have guests Later on in the upcoming weeks, months, years, we're gonna have fun guests. Uh, we're gonna talk about some other fun shit. Um, yeah, it's gonna be awesome. So please come listen, download, follow. Um, find me on Instagram. On Instagram, I'm M F R I E D S 26. I'm gonna, I might change that just because it doesn't really follow the lacks name. It's under my my married name. But as of now, you can follow me at mfrieds26. Um, and I'm going to close it with a tribute to my father. (laughs) Um, So my dad, unfortunately, he passed away this past summer. Um, It was very sudden and it was uh, terrible and awful, but he always wanted to do something like this. I actually don't think he even knew what a podcast was, but he wanted to do something. um, He always had these crazy brilliant ideas. He always wanted to either make a TV show or a, a movie or a script or whatever. And he never had a chance to do that. So this is kind of, this whole experience and project and and podcast is dedicated to him. So for every episode, I'm going to close it out in dedication to him. He always said this funny thing, and all the Jews out there, listen up. He always said this thing um, when he left a conversation or was saying goodbye to somebody. He would always say, thank you for sponsoring the Oneg Shabbat. And all the Jews know exactly what I'm talking about. All the non-Jews, I'm going to explain it. The Oneg Shabbat is the um, gathering or, uh, you know, not festival, but I would say gathering or party that you have after a Shabbat service every weekend. They call it the Oneg Shabbat where you have snacks and cookies and sometimes bagels and all different kind of stuff. Um, and the joke in the Jewish culture is that Every week, a family would, it's not really a joke, but every week, a family would sponsor the Shabbat, the Oneg Shabbat. Um, And they would always announce at the end of the service, oh, you know, thank you, Goldstein family, for sponsoring this week's Oneg Shabbat. So he would always joke every time you leave a conversation, thank you for sponsoring the Oneg Shabbat. So that's how I'm going to close out all of my episodes. So thank you all for listening. Have a great week. We will see you um, next week um oh i am also going on the road for the next two weeks i'm doing my um intro east coast intro tour (laughs) um no i'm just kidding but i'm gonna be in uh boston next week i'm gonna be recording live from boston massachusetts i will be there for uh my best friend's wedding uh so i'll be recording live from there and the following week i will be in my hometown of philadelphia pennsylvania for the Passover holiday, so I'll be recording live from there, and we we're working on our very first guest during that weekend. I don't want to announce it yet, because I kind of want it to be a surprise, and it's kind of not 100% firm yet, so when it is, we will announce it. Um, so I'll be on the road the next two weeks, uh, so get excited for that, but yes, thank you guys for listening. Can't wait to continue this journey with you. Thank you for sponsoring the Peace. Bye.